This is the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your host, The Grays. Day 3. Mission 3. The Holland Have Eyes. Greetings and welcome back to the Galaxy Wars Podcast. We are your host, the Greys, and we are ready for Mission 3 as we venture into the galaxy known as the Killjoys, the sci-fi original series. Now, before we get into our episode, did you know anything about the Killjoys? No, never heard of it. I only knew it by name. So when I put it on the list, I was like, all right, this is going to be it's gonna be strange because it's another one it's of the... It's something we don't know, which is, yeah. you know, we need some that we don't know. It's another Falling Skies. Another... Well, no... <laughs> It's not, well, that we didn't know it, not yeah, not in content, yeah. because uh, I, I kind of like this one. But this is season. Yeah, I liked it. That's why it's not like yeah. falling skies. Uh, watchable. But this episode that we're covering is called "The Holland Have Eyes," and it's season three, episode three, which is the current season, and it aired uh, July fourteenth, two thousand and seventeen. So there are minor spoiler alerts if you are ca- not caught up on falling no, falling skies. I'm about to call it. If you're not caught up on killjoys or you want to start watching the killjoys um this is probably going to spoil episode three of season three so but you know this was directed by a uh aruba nada yeah I, I tried to see if i knew anybody i really didn't know and i thought i knew the main character but i really didn't know anybody yeah i didn't knew. Know, i don't know who aruba nada is i knew nada of nada <laughs> i knew that she was a director of a lot of shorts yeah, and yeah, a lot of Canadian shorts, I believe, and French shorts. Very Canadian TV show. Yeah, like absolutely. A lot of sci-fi stuff. It's... And it's filmed in Ontario at the end. You, yeah. you kind of figure that out. But um, the premise of the, the episode is that after tracing a black root ship to a radiation-scorched planet, the Killjoys find an abandoned Holland training camp, creepy inhabitants, and the connection to their past. Right. I feel like this episode kind of lived up to, to the premise. You know, sometimes you get yeah. a really long synopsis of an episode, and it has yeah, nothing it to do with pretty, it. You know, straightforward. It was. Uh, I don't know. The, you know, it gives you a little bit of background in the beginning before the cold open. But this was good. I liked it. Yeah the 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 previews to the previous episode really didn't give anything away, and it helped me kind of gauge what was going on. You, you figure out that like 437 local agents have stopped uh, reporting and. They're gone, and no one knows why. Yeah, and uh, agents, what are they called? They're called reclamation apprehension agents, and uh, you get a pretty cool graphic where they're walking through a hall. Yeah, and they call it, like, it's the It's like all the wanted posters are just constantly spilling in, I guess. It's like a sci-fi version of the the Harry Potter franchise where you get the the pieces, the parcels that have the moving faces on it for the prisoners. So I, I don't know... Well, reclamation also makes me think they hunt down like lost or well. They, they one poster did say missing. Yeah, so they do go and find missing people. So they're like human repo men. Yeah, and we meet right away. Yeah, uh, uh, Jacoby, uh, Johnny Jacoby, Jacoby, who is Aaron Ashmore, and if the name Not sounds Sean. yeah, the name sounds familiar. It's Sean Ashmore's twin brother, and we watched this episode twice. I mean, we both did. We watched it yeah. uh, together and just to gauge the the room. And then we watched it separately. For the first five minutes, we both thought it was Sean Ashmore. Yeah, I was like, oh, wow. So we were, cool. yeah, we were excited. Iceman, Iceman. Is, in, yeah, Iceman <laughs> is in uh, the Killjoys. We're getting ready to go. And thank you to IMDb. And we found out it was Aaron Ashmore. 
and he was in Warehouse 13. So he seems to be uh, sci-fi's go-to guy. Yeah, if Warehouse you, 13, also sci-fi original. If you can't get Sean, you get Aaron, apparently. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a but buy one. But I think one. you can get Sean yeah, at this point, easy now, too. Yeah, at this point, you can definitely get him. I mean, there's no more Iceman solo <laughs> movies that he, he was trying to pitch. But even in the previews before, we get to a point where there's this green, and I told you it kind of looked like if Mountain Dew made yogurt. Yeah. Uh, this green organic substance that changes people, and then we find out that that is... Again, it heals and, them too. Yeah, well, it's because it, it turns them into, but yeah. Yeah, it's like an organic just, weapon. Yeah, but it shows that it healing people like a steroid, like a, a you know somebody abusing a steroid or something. Yeah, and we didn't really see a lot of the green during the episode, so maybe we'll like it was just that first preview and we'll right, meet Anella. And then the lady, uh, what's her name, Anella? Anella, yeah, we meet she her. She mentions. Basically saying, she tells the one lady, you've been getting, like, the street green. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Step up and get the good green. Yeah, they're hustling. You've been getting, you've been getting the rock. <laughs> hustling moss. <laughs> but when we go back to meeting Johnny Jacoby, who um, I had to spell out, I told you, uh, as phonetically as I could because he's got a Q <laughs> and a B-I-S and yeah, it's very... He's apparently French-Canadian. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he wants, uh, he wants back in. He's one of the ones that went rogue. And he was missing... Oh. Uh, it seemed like it, he was his case was separate than the 437 other. Yeah, people. he had a personal issue, and he went with this uh, this person named Potter. Who, Potter, yeah, who was who was killed. Yeah, and he didn't really seem happy when this. Uh, I don't well, know. He's like a uh, he's like a, a snarky rebel who doesn't. Yeah. You know, he's like that character. He can't handle authority, and but he's a nerd. Like you, it's well, they call him a nerd. Well, he's a pilot nerd. He does everything. Yeah, he he's, doesn't fight. No, we don't. We don't see that he gets captured very quickly. Yeah. But you know, this. I guess it was like the the RAC HR person. Right. And she's talking to him like, "Oh, you want back Jacoby?" And he, she, he's like, "Yeah, but you know, so and so." When you find out what the RAC is, that's the Reclamation Apprehension Coalition. Yeah. You do. See, they have a, a a shot of. I guess it's a fleet. Mm-hmm. A giant fleet of uh, ships, kind of like. Um, Reminds me of the Battlestar Galactica, where it's a traveling fleet. Yeah. But I don't know if they have, like, you know, they do have planets on this and planets they visit, so... Yeah, I mean, this... We'll, we'll talk about our thoughts on the whole series later, but, you know, he does a lot of this bragging about his mission with space pirates. Yeah. And he's like, it has they to do with... space lives and... Yeah. Yeah, but as a nerd and a pilot, is, did, he, did he just do that, that, or did he fight? You know, I want to know a little more. And then he has, if you've seen, I know you have... Yes, when you said, yeah, I, this is the thing that separates this from um, Fallen Skies. Like, yeah, I'd like to catch up on this. Yeah. yeah I'd like to see more of this. Yeah, he, and he has his kind of Guardians of the Galaxy Peter Quill moment. Yeah, where, that's who I was trying to figure it out. And he even, like, the the dress and the uniform is yep. kind of, it's leather. And, it's very Ravenger-like. Yeah. So. And she says, ditch the finger banger. Which, <laughs> and then he gives her the finger. Yeah, it's top three of my favorite lines in this. But, you know, ditch the finger banger. And it's kind of like when Peter... It's one of your other lines uh, where they say shit. Because they say shit. A sixteen lot. times. The, the shit count was sixteen. This is definitely not a TNT drama. They have a little more leeway with sci-fi. But from meeting Jacoby, then we meet some more characters, and we meet Dov, Davin. I mean, the, uh, well, it's D apostrophe A V N. So okay. Like, I guess, I, and they, the the girl with the accent, she says Davin. Okay, so we meet Davin, and that's oh, Luke Davin. McFarland, and the only thing I hadn't seen on his credits was uh, Rick from Night Shift. 
I think oh, that, really? Well, I, he was on Brothers and Sisters, but I never watched that show. Yeah. So I think Night Shift is a, I want to say like a CBS or an NBC yeah. hospital show. There's so many different hospital shows. It's kind of like ER. I don't know. Yeah. But we meet him, and then we meet Dutch, who says another one of my favorite lines, uh, bitch is going bitch. <laughs> so I want that on a shirt. And we should, um, I don't know when we find out or if we ever do, but maybe because we IMDb'd it, but... Um, oh, Dobbin and... Dobbin and John, even though their names are crazily different. Yeah, right. They don't look alike. They are brothers. And they, yeah, I, I didn't get that at all in the episode until yeah. you told me that, you know, they were brothers. They don't... He does say once you should have tried to, like, grow up with him because I guess he was being annoying, but... Yeah, I thought... They don't really get into it. I so. thought with that stuff, it was more like they grew up in the... In a program Yeah, together. That's what I was kind of thinking. Because I want to know, like, how, like... Are they from Earth? Did they get brought over into this program? Maybe. And but we, well, we'll get to where they mention it looks like a, one of the original colonies. Yeah, they first get to the Holland they, Holland yeah. world. Well, yeah, wherever they the solar flare world. Uh, yeah. So apparently they're you know they have already colonized outside of our solar system. Yeah, and humans are a thing. Like they they yeah. make sure that humans are a species. And this is a space show, but we. As far as we know, well, we, we, we know two things. There's humans and Holland. Yeah. I don't know where Holland came from, but they do say Alan. But that's, you don't see Holland. Yeah, and they certainly have eyes, as the title <laughs> would, uh, would let so us know. The only, we only see humans in this uh, space show. They yeah. do talk about the Holland. And they, they, there are actually Holland that we see, but they look human and they don't change. Anything. Yeah, they're, what we find out is that they're plasma-based parasites. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk a lot more about the Holland in, in a little bit. But we meet Dutch, and she's uh, played by Hannah John Common. And you and I were discussing this one. This woman's about to take off. Yeah, she's uh, on the, the brink. Yeah, Red, uh, Ready Player One. She's going to be in uh, Tomb, Tomb Raider, Raider Ant Man and Wasp, and she's already done some stuff on Game she's of Thrones. Star Wars. Yeah, uh, Star Wars. Uh, Force Awakens. She was in that. Yeah, she uh, was Black a guard Mirror, in that. Game of Thrones. Yeah. So this yeah. Chi- this this woman is uh, about to. Yeah. catch her break and we're, we're seeing her on the cusp of like where she's like gonna take off and yeah and you you brought up a great point that if she takes off she might leave the show yeah I mean, and she's gonna do ant-man and wasp she's already done a star wars i don't know what she's done it looks like i can't remember in star wars but i've only seen star wars once or twice but you never know if she's gonna be a big role or if she's just right. a background player i know in star wars and, she was a, you know, a she, captain she's or got a unique look she's I don't know what she is. She looks like... She definitely looks biracial. Yeah, but she even looks like she could have, like, some Asian background. Okay. I was thinking, I I was thinking like, Armenian yeah. or something like that. So, she's got, a, you know, green eyes. and So, she's got a look that, like, is different. It's yeah. not blonde hair, blue eyes. And, she, and she's she's pretty attractive. Yeah. And I was like, all right, this is, this is a good show. So, we meet her, and then we go, you know... I wrote that we, we see everybody that was cleansed that was on the cool LCD kind of screen looking yeah. things. I thought that, that was really cool. The graphics and everything yeah. up to that point were, were really cool. And even the ship, like... it. The ship is the... the they call them boot ships. Yeah. They're basically, the uh, boot is like another word for transport, and they just couldn't use transport. Uh, but, like, it kind of... That's what it does. It, it and we hear later on how far it goes, but it transports like hundreds of light years in yeah. a blink. So it's, but when it boots, is it's like that's it jumping from one spot to the next. You yeah. don't ever see a ship like the ship's flying. We just see it yeah, just, parked, then it just disappears, and it 
parks on ourselves. And even with, you know, we, I think we talked about it in our, our initial video that if you haven't seen, go over to our Facebook page and check that out. But we talked about sci-fi shows and how they could be really good or they could be really bad. And going into it, I was like, all right, this, it might have some choppy graphics and like the design and everything yeah, might be flawed. Yeah, it was pretty clean. Everything yeah, it was, was real clean. Everything so was far, smooth. Yeah. You know, and we've only seen one episode and they didn't do a lot. Like you said, it, the planet of the Holland looks yeah. like Vancouver. Yeah. But I mean, it just looks like a town. But and this there is, is there, I mean, they did do a, a couple CGI shots and a couple different. Yeah, you know. and like even the the set, it looked it was clean. It, you didn't see like breaks in anything. It, right. it looked it you looked don't see believable. A black outline. Yeah, and this is a sci-fi original, so it's lo- it looks sci-fi like sci-fi could get real bad. Yeah, real bad. And it looks like they put all their money into this show. Yeah. Um, and I, I liked it. I was I was very happy. I don't with know it. what's going on. And like I don't know what's over. Like sci-fi usually has like a, like three or four shows running at a time. Yeah. Like you know. I think they have like Dark Matter on there. Um, yeah. Warehouse Thirteen. If well, that's Warehouse even... Thirteen's gone. Okay, Eureka is probably Eureka's gone. gone. Uh, uh, wasn't there a show? I think Edge was in it. Can't remember. That was Haven uh, or something. Haven. Yeah, that was uh, based on Stephen King short story. Yeah. And that's gone too, right? Yeah, that's finished. Okay, so maybe this is what they have. And yeah. I know that they, they used to have a show that I really liked, uh, Geeks Who Drink, oh, right. with uh, Zachary Levi, and it was a trivia game. It was oh, it was yeah, a late night show. Well, I like Zach Levi. Well, yeah. you know, I only liked him on Chuck. But. Yeah, he was he was pretty funny. You probably liked him in Thor: The Dark World. He played a mm-hmm. uh, Frondale. The, oh, yeah, he yeah, was yeah, a replacement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, he was one of the, the three. Yeah, the the, yeah, the gentleman three or whatever. Yeah. The Warriors Fendier. three. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about, <laughs> but for a sci-fi show, the graphics were really cool. And then from from that point, we meet probably my second worst character of the show. So far. So far, and that's Zeph, and she's played by oh, Kelly McCormick, yeah. who I've never seen in I anything. Zeth or Zeph, whatever. Uh, I watched it with captions. Z-E-P-H. Okay. Um, I have it underlined four times. <laughs> and her title is The New Nerd. Johnny, the Nerd Mentee or The New <laughs> Nerd? Yeah, and, and Johnny is the old nerd. Nerd is used a lot in this, and it's basically like, you know, a problem solver. Yeah, you know, like they like a hacker or whatever, but it is like a job title in this. And I like that they went with nerd over geek because I think geek is more entertainment, kind of like yeah. comic stuff, kind of like what we are. And then nerd is more science based. Yeah, you know that stuff. So uh, I I really like that they they went yeah. to that, and that's kind of nerdy of me. But well, let me ask you a question. Sure. Why didn't you like Zeph? Zeph. Oh, Zeph. she she was kind of like they did too much with her. It, she was too, she let, was too in your face. Here's what I I will let yeah she was she overacted and it was for her saying a lot yeah Kelly McCormack M C C yeah very English O R M A C K just uh, check her out yeah just, uh, come up with your own yeah give her a, give her a like on Instagram and yeah, make, how, draw your own conclusions see how, from it see how she makes you feel yeah um, Johnny was speaking for me in one point when he tells he's talking to Dutch and he calls Zeph an awkward turtle. <laughs> and I thought that was perfect because she's extremely yeah. awkward. She made me feel awkward and also made me feel like a turtle and I wanted to go back in my shell for I, every um, scene that she was in. This is where like they they show Johnny or John or Johnny, I like Johnny, Johnny yeah. Iceman. I, love, I think I'm going to call him even though it's his brother. Johnny Iceman Jacoby. <laughs> I think he's an MMA fighter. <laughs> But uh, this is where they show him 
a ship that just showed up out of nowhere is kind of what they allude to. Yeah. And a whole fleet of ships that showed up out of nowhere, and they show them one of them. And even the design of that ship was really cool. Yeah, I really liked it. I it, liked when it disappeared and stuff, but... um, It didn't look really computer-generated. It looked natural. You know, well, but at this point, like, it's... It's kind of like... It wasn't, like, a lot of direction. Yeah. Because it, it... Ruby Nada didn't seem like to have a tough job. These guys are just kind of... And it kind of reminded me of another, like other sci-fi shows, like Farscape, mm-hmm. and and uh, like the last couple seasons of uh, Stargate uh, SG One. Yeah, um, it's kind of like because they were just like a lot of sarcasm, a lot of humor. They were quirky, and it was just like adventures in space. Yeah, it looks. Things. It looks they, like they're trying to get the young viewer. And- yeah, and these guys were. That's how they acted. They're real funny. They interacted with each other, like. It looked like a lot of improv. Yeah, like yeah, you know when there's a scene when. That's, at least that's what it felt like. Yeah, when Davin and Johnny are in like this computer room, Davin leaves and he says he just looks back at Johnny. He's like, or Johnny's like, I'll, I guess I'll take care of this. And Davin's like, yeah, love you, bye. And it, I don't see no, like, anybody he writing his head that. out of frame. Like he was yeah. all going and like peeked his head back into frame. Like all right, love you, bye. Yeah, they're just like, do your thing. This is a sci-fi original. Not a lot of people are yeah. probably going to watch it. We put it. five Sharknado movies yeah. out. People will watch anything. Yeah, and it's free <laughs> online if you have a cable subscription. So you can get it on sci-fi.com if you, if you can't watch it. But this is current, so you can just uh, on-demand it. Yeah, it is, that's how we... Well, one time I, we tried yeah. to watch it, but... We go into this Holland ship, and it looks like a house of mirrors crossed with a hospital ward. Yeah, no... and Very shiny, very bright... Very white. No furniture, no place to sit. Nothing. No, it, it, like the Holland are just. Standing. But I, you do, you know. It's 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 just a weird ship when you first when they first get on it. Like it's like what? How would you? How would a human interact on that ship? But then yeah. you find out that Holland are just kind of energy. Yeah, and even just you know they they do the whole search. They have their guns drawn, and it gives you that sense that like something could happen. Something could be on that ship and kind of jump right. out at you and give you that. That lost yeah. in space kind of moment Ooga, when, Ooga. yeah, and they're like, oh yeah, and they they shoot it or it's a stowaway or mm-hmm. you know or it's this girl Quinn that we're going to talk about in a few minutes, but again, like you know, I thought that it brings would be a pretty... up a kind of weird point. Like I'm thinking about the episode and guns are drawn a lot, but no one ever shot anything. Yeah, not one. I mean, these are you know space agents, basically like space what? FBI. Yeah. You would the bond like bell bondsman's like dog yeah. a bounty hunter in space. No, no, I mean guns are drawn. You know, maybe they feel like they're like stormtroopers, and that if they shoot, they're gonna miss. Yeah, but there's there's a lot of cool tech that's used too, but it was more of a tech assault as opposed to an actual. Well, gun it was like, like it, it looked like the uh, it, it looked like the drop down screen for like a you know a Tesla or something, yeah. but even like the nerds. Really didn't do, didn't rely on tech. I mean, there is tech all over the yeah, place. Yeah, they relied on their brain. Yeah, tech is everywhere. But like, when it comes down to really problem solving, they kind of just figured it out on their own. Maybe. Which is, I guess, why I think nerd is like a job title in this uh, this universe. Maybe that's the hidden message in the show that you know, put your screens down and solve some shit with your put brain. Put your goddamn cell phone down. Yeah, and <laughs> interact with people. And as we're watching. <laughs> You know, kill choice on our cell phone. Yeah, but and like, br- doing a podcast, somebody would listen to on a cell phone. Yeah. And if there's a problem, just solve it with your brain. <laughs> but in the ship, they 
there's an argument between Davin Dutch and uh, Johnny Iceman Jacoby, where they're talking about slide rules, and that was like that's the thing where I'm like, all right, what are slide rules? Is this the code, code of con- uh, conduct for the the Killjoys? And then it was never brought up again. So I kind of was like, all right, I really don't need this. Yeah, well, is it like ethics? You think? No, slide rule is uh, it's one ruler. That has, oh, so it's actually a tool. Yeah, it's one ruler that has a bunch of different measurements on it. Oh, dear God. I took so that the when, complete wrong way. And what you'll do is, like, I've had a drink, so this uh, might come out. But, like, <laughs> it, it's like you, you measure so much, and I'll tell you, like... And, uh, it, and you slide it across? Like an equated value. Okay. And, and then, like, okay, well, I need three of these, and it'll tell you. And, okay. See, I thought there was a sliding scale of rules. No. And I'm an idiot. No, slide no. rules is an actual like science, science instrument. Well, I'm more of a Davin in this situation, <laughs> and you're more of a Johnny Iceman Jacoby. But we, we seemingly find... John, Johnny Iceman Jacoby is the greatest nerd name. Oh, yeah. Because no nerd would ever have a name like that. So. Oh, he did great in his, uh, <laughs> his guilds. We, we seemingly find out that Dutch is the leader of this group of killjoys. Three of them. Yeah. Dutch, Dutch. Oh, well, four. And, and John. With Zeph. Well, Zeph. Right. Yeah, so it I, seems, yeah. I'm already trying to erase her. <laughs> it seems like she's the leader, and she really gives you kind of like a Patton moment where she's like, you risk nothing, you get nothing. So right. she kind of like, I'm going to rile up the troops, and we're going to get this going. But then from on there, you know, you said it. They land on this Holland planet, and it's Vancouver. You know, <laughs> well, no, it's yeah, it's supposed your to. Line is like, wow, man, that that planet looks a lot like Vancouver. And I I wrote it down there. It, it looked like the, the it kind of looked like a scene from Arrow for me, where they just land. But they did a great job because, like, I've never been to Vancouver, but I think that there's, especially in a forest, that there's a lot of animals, like birds flying and stuff, and you don't see anything. So well, yeah, they and it, close it attention like, to that. It's grayscale, and it's kind of you know, Very it does downy. feel a little. Like, uh, creepy? Yeah, a little creepy, a little, you know. Uh, but what kind of reminded me of is what we find out pretty fast is that this is a Holland training ground. Yeah. Like we said, the Holland are energy beings that, that look like, that take the, the form of humans. We don't know for what reason. Yeah. We don't know what havoc they've inflicted on the, you know, the, it, the, the galaxy. It, seem, it seems like to go back to... Um, Falling skies. It seems like they're the the overlords. Yeah, they're the main uh, target as far as the killjoys are concerned. Well, like, that's this their has bad like, guys. like the Americans feel. Like, yeah, ever, you ever seen American yep. where it's like it's a town. It kind of, like for for us, it, it kind of looks like Batstow, which <laughs> yeah. I mean that's a ge- geographical kind of yeah, analogy. That I mean, us, but, but a, a part of me looked at it as it looked like Silent Hill before the fire. <laughs> It like or like tombstone. It well, was very old time. What it turns out to be is a training ground where these Hullen learn to interact with or learn to be humans, learn to interact, learn to because they they lose emotion or don't have emotion. Mm-hmm. The longer that like Hullens can oh, pretend to have emotion at first, but the longer they stay in a human form, they lose it. It's so this place is like an old Victorian town or not even Victorian. It's like. It looks like an Amish community. Yeah, like a 19th century community, like farm community, and and they're 
they go there to learn how to interact with people, how to smile. Like there's a hologram that pops up. Yeah. That's when we start to find out this is a hauling training ground, a yeah. hauling training ground. Very like the hologram was very Pleasantville kind right. of vibe. It was more like 1930s. Yeah. But for it being such a historic looking preserved town, because everything's preserved. So that would like for me, if I'm in Jacoby or Dobbin or Dutch's spot, I'm like, all right, this seems kind of like a setup because you're walking into houses where it's it's everything's abandoned, well, everything was left. Right now on the planet is Dobbin and Dutch. They yeah. went down to the planet, and the two nerds stayed in the ship to figure out what's going on there. So, uh, yeah, and and they even radio back. Well, here's where they they give the the clue as to time scale. Maybe they say this looks like one of the original colony worlds. Yeah. Because the ship just, we don't know where, the, the ship just went there. We don't know where that is. Where yeah, it just, it just like tell a blip. It was, it, yeah, it was, it was in its, like, it was in its... Coordinates, you know, it was the last traveled destination. Yeah, it was we like find its out recent why. destinations and it just blipped there or booted there. So they just say, look, we don't know what this is. We don't know where we're at. And that's when they, you know, they say, well, it looks like one of the original colonies. Yes. So it kind of gives us a time frame. And then... Johnny, Iceman, Jacoby, Jacoby comes back and says, well, it's got to be over 100 years old. So, you know, we're, we're kind of narrowing down a time frame like, OK, well, you know, humans have colonized yeah. far outside of our galaxy. And, and this colony is over 100 years old. So, And for it being a an, like a hundred year, an over 100 year old colony, the tech on that colony like right you know the simulator came up and it was you know you just press this hieroglyphics and it comes up and then you you see like the the basement part of it like it's all like a very and we don't we don't know it's calling exactly until they go inside of a house yeah i think 28 minutes in i wrote down we find out that it's a holland and it's uh, the first time you even mentioned a word yeah they go inside of a house and in the house they see um the writings yeah it's it's like it looks like the the uh, the X-ray specs guy that looks at his hand because he you know back mm-hmm. in the comic books back in the day, it looks like two of them, but it has like this foreign alien script. Yeah, it was to the writing. So that whole I wish we would have had a little more time there, but they go like more of an exploring aspect for me. But then they go back into space and we meet Syed Kendry, who's played by Mako Win, and this is her title. She's kind of like the Daenerys Targaryen of. Yeah, uh, Killjoys. She's the daughter of the Nine and the protector of the Crash. And I said the bitch in space because she was awful. She was She's just very pompous. And very quickly, the most unlike. Well, no. She, as a, as an actress and, and like in the show, she's she's great. Yeah, but the but character she, is awful. She's the character is a bitch, and she wants you not to like that character. And if you remember what Dutch said, bitch is going bitch, <laughs> and she sure did bitch because she was talking about. Um, she was trying to step over Gander, who is my least favorite character in the show. Yeah, he's a... He was kind of like, you have no purpose. You were just a To take a euphemism that's popular right now and... and, and Are you about to get hip on me? No. Uh, no. Was I, he I'm woke? the opposite way. Was he woke? He was like a cuck. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. He was like, I'm just going to watch while you two women go at it. Yeah, and, he was just like... She, she you know, bullies him and bulldozes over him and, you know... Puts them literally in like, hey, you're nine steps away from where I am. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a ruler 
of a ruling family. And you're an advisor. And you're just a dude that wears a uniform. Yeah. So don't ever talk to me like that. Yeah, you know nothing about what I right. want. Like, literally says that. Yeah. Something to those, like, you'll never know what it is like to be me. Yeah, and, and she says, you know what, I just I will only speak to Anila. And we, we meet Anila, who is um, looks just like Dutch and is played by the character who plays Dutch, or yeah. the woman who plays Dutch. This caused, and this is going to make us sound stupid, this caused both of us to go, wow, I can't find this person yep. in DP. That was the most research I've done for an episode. I was like, wait, where is she? Because her character is really good. Yeah. And I was like, where is she? And it doesn't put like, usually IMDb will give up the, the, yeah. the goat and say, oh, this person plays two parts. Yeah, or, they, we'll even give shit away for movies that are going to be happening in the yep. future. Yep. But they will not tell you that this is the same actress playing Dutch. And Anila. Yeah, and I really like that. This and it doesn't. There's just there's all it is is thick makeup. Yeah, and and, and a little and, bit like of uh, different part in their hair. Yeah, like it was like and a, it, it a does throw you off a little trend. bit. But yeah. her eyes are exactly the same. Yeah, her, but that's why I was like I was confused when I was looking at the actress's uh, Hannah John Kamen's IMDb. I was like, that looks like. The, I kept going I'm back. Looking for. I kept like refreshing my window. I'm like, maybe it's different, but <laughs> it's certainly her. Um, and we find out later the kind of correlation between the two. But the thing about the show, and the first time we watched it was right after Mission Two recorded. I thought that it's really cool that they give the women a lot of power in this because well, you know, it, it, as of so far, you're right. Yeah. All we've seen is all. Well, it looked like the, the women. Are completely in control. Yeah, from the ever. beginning, you have the H. I, I refer to her as an HR rep, but yeah. she's probably the captain of the Killjoys. Yeah. And then you go to Dutch, who's the leader of this group. Then you have Anila. Then you have Syed. It's it's pretty it's pretty progressive for for sci- yeah for it's a very it's, feminist or very you know female forward especially you know. for sci-fi yeah. because that's a you know the the lady audience is not their demo. So hopefully this is uh, progression because you see in Star Trek Discovery coming out, you know, yeah, the cat, uh, yeah. Sasha from The Walking Dead is the lead. She's the lead yeah. actress. So they're moving forward. But let's get back to the episode. And Anila, who looks like Dutch, who is played by Dutch, says that there are two types of Hollands. And it's kind of like anything else, but there's ones who take orders and ones who give orders. And she's yeah. got a ton of Holland in a hull on the ship. Yeah, um, it kind of makes you think of uh, like it's like a seed ship or yep. a uh, century or uh, what do they call them? Where a century ship or something yeah, it, where people are in it's like cryogenics. Yeah, like for she has like a hundreds or thousands, like a legion of of Holland that yeah. she's just going to disperse throughout the galaxy. And you know, we and like I said before, we don't know the impact of the home. We don't know what they do. We don't. We yeah, just and there's, know they're a thing. And like on the the ship, you know, they find out that Anila's dad is dead. And then at this point, you kind of see her breaking point and see her the extent of her powers, where she kills two of her guards. Right. And like she just like she, slits her she, throats. They're she done. Takes it. And this was actually for. I mean, we like the only thing until this point that we've heard is shit a couple of times. Yeah. But she just takes one guard's knife and just starts stabbing yep. him. This is the only death in the whole thing, I think. Yeah. And like I said, guns are drawn all the time and all that, but nobody gets shot. But she stabs him in the throat and then yeah. guts him, and then you see pools of blood everywhere. So. Yeah, and it was it was a really weird conversation between the two of them as they're like jockeying. Well, like this is Syed and Anila where they're jockeying for 
power the, because the guy that we called the cuck. Yeah, we find out uh, he does have, He still does have his penis. Oh yeah, he shoved her face right into the puddle the of blood. blood. Like yeah, like he yeah he he mugs her face in the blood. Yeah, he's but like, he comes, you know, he gets a personality and was like, "I told you." Well, he, when they're walking into the room, he's trying to say, "Listen, there's a certain way you should address this woman. A certain way you should talk to her." I've dealt like he almost says like I've dealt with her. I know yeah. how to deal with the, the. Yeah, I'm her advisor. Take my word for it. Yeah, just to make things go simpler, and then she, you know, the the, the Mako or what was her yeah name? Syed Syed was like. You can't, you don't ever talk to me like that again. Yeah, and she really, like, she, the dynamic between her and Anila is, like, it, they are jockeying for position and power, and it looks like Syed wants to be in control, and Anila is just so ruthless, and we saw a little bit of clips in uh, well, for the previous that she right is Right now badass. we find out, to some extent, that there's a there's some kind of drug in this universe called green. Yeah. And like you said, it looks like Mountain Dew yogurt, but... It, it's kind of like a steroid, or, or it, it makes somebody temporarily superhuman, maybe. Yeah. Do you think that's when it, you become Hollonized, where you lose the ability to have any human connection? That's when you can just, you change Slow, and you like, kill It people. seems like a, pro- well, in the flashback in the very beginning before the cold open, they kind of like, the, one of, somebody says, you can't, you can't take it forever because you'll yeah. lose your humanity. And... Um, Anella says to Saeed, like, hey, you've been doing that street stuff. Take the good stuff. Take yeah. my, my green. So, like, this Anella is, like, a, a, a purveyor or a drug dealer. Yeah, she's the boss. Of the good green. She's the space boss. And uh, so, see, and we, she says, you know, I, I brought you back. So, this, this green and what we learn about the Hullen is... They heal instantly. They heal instantly. They can't die. So this green is some kind of healing agent or like maybe like distilled Helen yeah. blood or something or essence that, you know, can be injected into people. And then the people turn into Helen. Yeah. And after... It's, well, that's that's what it sounds like. I don't know. If well, that's and it's vice versa too. The Helen become the people because right. um, when Gandar is mushing her face in the uh, Syed's face in the blood, he's like... You're Holland now. There, yeah, he you, says you are Holland now. And this you're is how the, we live. Yeah, you're going to be the one who takes orders. You're not going to give it. And that's really all we see of Anila, Syed, and Gandor until the last five minutes of the episode. So we go back to... Yeah, there's like a... There's Game of Thrones level of, yeah. of politicking going mm-hmm. on in this scene and later on. So... But I don't... These are completely separate. I don't really know what's going on. Like, I don't yeah. know how they impact the rest of the... The, the TV show. Yeah. And then from the ship, we go back to Vancouver and there's a solar flare. And that's when you find out that they're so close to the sun, you get this sudden flash of brightness of the That's why close it's abandoned. To the sun. That's why there's nobody around. And through through that moment, like, um, Dov and Dutch have their, their eyes closed and you see these creepy, and this gave me another Silent Hill kind of, uh, reminder it's well, kind of like think, the nurses yeah, they, i think that's intentional the, yeah. the hull and have eyes the, you know the hills have eyes yeah you yeah. get these creepy figures and i'm like oh, are they the holland and you find out they're not the holland they're the guardians maybe they were holland but they're called the guardians and they're all well, scarred these up from the particular sun. what we find out is everybody's blind yes and that's kind of because dov and dutch get kidnapped right by the guardians and they get taken down to the inner sanctuary which is like a huge like mechanical complex i guess that 
services this this tiny quaint little town is this big mechanical complex and um, again all the machinery is, is again a hundred years you have blind people that built all that stuff it's amazing the construction of everything it's a legitimate functioning well they lost bunker. their sight yeah well before we even get into the yeah. loss of sight we have to introduce Quinn who is the little girl who takes them into the house and says come she down little? she's like 15 she's ch- I thought she was a child in this yeah. So she's she the, does have like she's a, a child like yeah. she's there. the smallest character in the show. <laughs> so she takes them downstairs, and that's when they get kind of captured. They get thrown into jail, and the girl who plays Quinn is uh, Sarah Wiseglass, and he we find out that her eyes are sewn shut, and that's when but you really she's realize real cool about it. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, it's, it's a gift. Yeah, it's a blessing, and like I don't want to be blessed with being blind, but. We find out that the whole thing revolves around, and we find this throughout um, this guy called the Unseen named uh, Oren. Well, the the Unseen... The Speaker of the Unseen. Yeah, she's a speaker for the Unseen. No, Old Man Oren with the cane. Uh, Very stick-like from Daredevil. Comes down in prison, explains to everybody, like, this is what's going on. We're going to meet... You're going to meet the last seer, and we go into this cult-like, I don't know, bunker area like their their mess hall or their congregation area and you meet the last seer who uh, obviously based on his title he can see he is called the last seer yep and it's he's important to, to hear what i'm saying he is named and is he is introduced and he says his name as multiple the times. last seer so and he his name's aiden uh aiden divine and he's been in a lot of things but i for our demo, he's been in Suicide Squad, uh, and he was a um, a chairman in Suicide Squad, okay. so he wasn't a big player. But he knows that the crew are not what they say they are, because they tricked this Aran guy to say that they're the Undying. And the Undying are immortal gods left to take, uh, that left and took all so, the shields away. And this is kind of a, an allusion to um, the fact that the, uh, the Hullen... Heal instantly and never yep. die. So it makes you think. Well, they bring that up. He's like, "Do you think that's what it meant?" Yeah. So. And the whole time they're like, "You're you don't sound like the Undying." And this last year guy's like, "All right, prove that you're the Undying." And then we get this really weird part where they're going to sacrifice the girl's eyes. They're going to take Quinn's eyes out because she went above the surface. Very. And this is something she does on the regular. Yeah. She's always going above the surface and always. And now she just got caught because she brought humans down. They're going to take her eyes. And then Dutch, the leader, the smart leader that we have here, decides that she's going to sneak up in a room full of blind people on the only guy who can see. But she doesn't think he can see. Yeah. That's the weird thing. The but last that's why seer. I said his name is important. He's the last seer. And, and they know they've been introduced. He comes out and says, my name is last seer. Like, yeah. okay, well, he probably could see. And but. he's the only one who kind of... Doesn't give give off the look that he's blind. He's got no cane. His eyes aren't glazed over, and they're certainly not sewn shut because we find out that the eyes get sewn shut at birth. Yeah, like when they're the, born, their eyes get sewn shut, and it's a cult. He's yeah, running a cult in this underground. Very Amshin Regio. Yeah, yeah, uh, and basically it's because the solar flares. Nobody can go to the surface anyway, and if you did, you'd get blinded. And the guardians that you mentioned earlier are the only people in this cult that are selected to go to the top. Or to, yeah. the, to the outside. And they look gnarly. 
I want to know what it took and for them to become they a guardian. Are, they're basically sacrificing their life because the, the radiation is killing them. Do you think they're the pedophiles of the Holland? <laughs> and they're just like, you got to get up there? No, they they were pretty revered. Yeah. They, they kept talking about their sacrifice. Yeah, and they, they honor them. Yeah. Oh, so the brief, these the guardians, guardians go out and protect the entrances to the underworld where all the other blind people live. And, the, and so the last seer is just their cult leader. Yeah. Their David Koresh there. And he's absolutely a liar. Like you can tell that he's a liar and you get to this point where mm-hmm. he sneaks up on them. Then they go into space jail again or underground bunker jail. Yeah. And the brothers are in jail. Yeah. Jacob, John Jacoby, Johnny Jacoby or Johnny Iceman Jacoby <laughs> comes in the play. That's, I got to get that, uh, comes into play and he gets captured by, I want to say the last seer. He kind of, the, uh, well, the speaker for the unseen. Oh well, no. no he, speak- get, he gets caught. I think it's the last seer that captures him because he's in like, they, they may mention that he wore his goggles. He looked like a plague doctor and a, yeah, and kind of like yeah. a, a weird welder that was out there and he had a gun as well. And it's the same gun that he drew on Dutch and Dobbin. So he was out there. He catches them. His eyes should have been taken because he followed Quinn and went out there. But Quinn is the hero of this entire episode because she's constantly like, she's like, I need to take you to the room. She Uh, does a lot of waiting until she's needed. Like she's there. She, and like, she was like, man, I really need somebody to tell me what the plot of this movie, their TV show is. And she's like, Oh, I know it. I like, I know where everything you need is. I know. She's like the little girl in uh, resident evil. Yeah. where she only pops up to tell you the backstory and she's like you're here for the remnant you came here before on the ship three days ago and Which she's is, pointing to Davin. this is where this is the only part where it's like oh i need the one the rest of this is it's it, it may not be bottle and they do reference a lot of the past stuff but it's a standalone watchable episode you could watch this episode and not know anything up until this point i was like i don't know what happened like yeah he he apparently Traveled or has been to this planet. Or, okay, uh, what's the brothers? Dobbin has been there. was on the planet three days before. Yep, and that's on how the this, same ship. Yeah, and that's how it got to the point that this was. That's how our crew, the Killjoys, got to this this place because yeah. they just typed in the last coordinates, and right. she only knew Dobbin based on the voice and his chin. She takes him to the room and that says, "Yeah, oh, absolutely, it's very weird." He's a grown ass man. And this is a fifteen year old girl. Space girl. Um, so they, they take take her to... Uh, she takes them to the room of singing to find the remnant. No one knows what the remnant Which is. Which is like, like a computer core. Yeah. Or, yeah. And they just so happen to have 30 years ago as a footage where, you know, this guy, uh, Klein, spelled yeah. K-Y-L-N-E because he's very aggr- uh, because progressive. Because it's the future. Yeah. Um, he... He comes there and he kind of tells them, this is what's going to happen. I'm, I'm the undying. I'll be back for you. And the last year believes him. And we figure out that Klein's lying, obviously. We also find out that Klein's dead. I also want to think that Klein is Anila and Dutch's dad. Because okay. they, they made mention to him being dead. And then we figure out that his symbol is not only very complex, <laughs> but it's, two, it's a triangle with two circles. So it's it's one triangle in a circle with two circles. I'm getting it tattooed <laughs> right on my chest, like a necklace. The, I wanted, and the blind girl recognizes it by. But I, I guess these are 
These are super blind people, yeah. like all blind people yeah, he's develop like, superpowers. Domin's like, take my hand. I found this pen and this pad of like, paper, and I'm going to draw it for you. And she's like, oh, I know it. And then they go and find the yeah the remnant. The thing. And we find out that through... The MacGuffin. Yeah, through Dovin's whole thing, like through his mission, he said, I'm going to come back. I'm going to get the remnant, and I'm going to take you. The Dovin, not the present-day Dovin. The, the, hol- the Hollandized Dovin. The three-day-ago Dovin. Yeah. Say, I'll be back. Yeah, I think he was on the green. He might have been on the green, and yeah, that's when the green, like the green, is shown to be a pretty powerful drug. He doesn't has he has no idea what happened. He has no idea, and he's which is weird. The present day Dobbin basically says, "I'm just going to do what what past Dobbin what said. past Dobbin yep. said I should do. I'm going to find the remnant. I'm going to save you because he told me or told you I'm supposed yep. to like. And you've seen, you, like she hasn't let him down yet." Hasn't steered him wrong. Right. She's been the hero, like I said. And the whole time, we need to make mention that the whole time that the three members of the Killjoys are captured, Zeph is gone. She leaves Johnny, Iceman, Jacoby's right. all by himself. He walks off the ship and says, we got to go save Dobbin and Dutch. and Dutch. She's like, cool, cool, cool. So they will, he walks off the ship and she, she disappears. She's like, I'm, I'm done. I'm booting out of here. So she's gone. The, the old nerd's taken over. They find the remnant, but Dutch is left with the last seer, and he kind of gives away that he's been bamboozled by Klein, and Dutch realizes that, hey, you're now, you're not Holland anymore, you're human. Okay, this, well, here's where we find out. He was Holland. Yeah, and now he's... The last seer, the guy that could see, even though all the solar flares that happened, yeah. was Holland. That's why he's been the last seer for so long. And solar flares wouldn't matter to these guys mm-hmm. because they can heal instantly and never yep. die. So they wouldn't need shields or anything, but there's shields around it. Yeah, the Undying took the shields. Right. So what you learn is he's getting sicker because yep. somehow he's turned in. Like He was cleansed. That's Dutch says, you've been cleansed. You're not Holland. You're human now. So I think what that... I think there's two types of Holland. This is what got me. Ones who give orders and ones who take orders. <laughs> or, well, yes, and there's the real Holland, which are the parasitic yeah. uh, energy beings. And then the the human... Yeah, humanoid lifelike Holland. The humanoid life, or not not even humanoid lifelikes. The, um, it's like the vampires and their familiars. The familiars become... Yeah. Holland. Yep. Like, so if you're a human and you just, you take the green and you, you, you start you to partake in their, their world. You become Hollandized. You're Holland, but you're not the Holland. You're just Hollandized. And they, 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 they do use the verb or adverb, but Hollandized. Yep. So, um, so I think the last seer was Hollandized at some point. And since, but since he's been out of the loop for yeah. so long, he's, he's gone from Hollandization to cleansing. Right. And, and he's even complaining. He's like, I've been forcing these people to live this religion yeah. because they don't know anything else. Yeah, and he's telling all these people, like he's telling Dutch this, surrounded by his people in the town square. Right. And he's, he's not whispering it, he's shouting it, and no one else hears him. Like, and at one point, you know, Johnny Iceman Jacoby says, you mm. know, I've set off this sonic sound because I figured that their, their ears are going to be sensitive, are hypersensitive. So... How come no one heard him? Like, pretty much saying, right. like, I'm a fraud. But I don't know. Quinn decides that she's going to go back with Dobbin, uh, even though she was kind of on the fence. 
Like, well, she didn't think Dobbin, yeah, the past Dobbin, would come back, would ever like fulfill the promise. Yeah. She's basically living on like I'm hoping something happens that changed my life. Listen, if I'm given vision over not seeing, I'm taking vision yeah. 100% of the time. There's no like, oh, I don't care where you take me. So she doesn't care whether he, you know, completes the promise. She just wants it to happen, yep. and she's surprised that it is happening because present that hot or Dobbin is like well I told you I'd do it so I'm gonna do it yeah man of my word because I think he was trying to score with this uh, Holland chick or Holland kid so it, it was really weird and she said that after Zeph who comes back after Johnny Iceman Jacoby's saves them during a solar flare wearing his cool Holland goggles yeah. takes them back on the ship they get out of there it's over like they're gone and Zeph who worked on a farm so we know that there are cattle in this this galaxy. She takes out Quinn's stitches, and Dobbin goes, I'm going to take you to this place with a bunch of monks. Yeah, the monks will take care of you. So now this is the second episode with monks. <laughs> yeah, it is. If, if these are the We're toilet paper... We're in, and we got a lot of repeating... Uh, uh, variables? Uh, yeah. If the toilet paper monks are the <laughs> monks that we're going to see in... Yeah, I got the, some toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, if they're going to be... Quinn's advisors, I might not want to watch this. <laughs> and then we find out that Dutch is the key through Zeph because she pushes the button, like pushes well, it with Zeph her hand. Well, Zeph originally yeah. said... Dutch is the key. Well, no. Yeah, yeah. She said Dutch is the key. But yeah. it's actually Dobbin who's the key. Right. Because they apparently, through dedu- deductive reasoning, found out that he was the one who traveled there. And apparently Zeph knew everything yeah. while well, she was trying to like, we, we thought Dutch touched the... the the big red go button. Yeah. Uh, we thought the the stairs came down when Dutch came over, but kind of like, um, kind of like uh, flat through flashbacks or through like illusion, you just find out like every time that Dutch was there, Dobbin was Dobbin there. was there, and when Dutch wanted to press the button, Dobbin's hand was in the way, so she actually hit Dobbin's hand. And his hand or his genetic code actually start the ship. So yeah, and then we're in the we're approached the last. So fight. the whole fleet is, is called now the Dobbin. Now is called the Dobbin fleet. Yeah, and it's, he takes over. Johnny Iceman Jacobi's is not happy about this. Yeah, you, and it's cool because he doesn't play it like he's jealous, but like his face is like, oh, whole yeah. fleet. Uh, he's like my brother's pompous. It's going to be a problem, yeah. and he's probably referring to Sean Ashmore in this situation. <laughs> But we're not going to see him. Then it gets, you know, you have Johnny talking to Zeph and saying, like, you're not a good team player. This is what you need to do. And then it goes right back to Anila. And you figure, yeah. like... like well, he tells Zeph, is like, he makes you think he's kicking Zeph off the team. Yeah. Which we'd all be happy for. Yeah, absolutely. But he's like, you're good. You know what you're talking about. You're smart. Put your you know ego aside, yeah, you and to, he gives her the the remnant, whatever yeah. the remnant is. Like I said, MacGuffin. We yeah, don't you, know what the remnant is. You have yet. to decipher this. Yeah, and it's from there we we don't see our Killjoy friends anymore. We see Anila and Syed have this weird another like the dialogue between these two were super weird. Where now Syed is like. I'm your advisor. I'm your friend. She came in like on bended knee. She yeah. was like, "I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry." Let me. But she's very like, you could tell she's trying to take over. Her face she... was just shoved in blood. 
Yeah, and she's and, still covered in blood. Yeah, and she's like, like parts of her. Yeah, so. and she's like, we're queens. We're supposed to rise. We're supposed to rule. And then the, it gets to the point that, spoiler alert, we need to track so and so. And Anila goes, we don't mention her name until she's dead. Well, she says to it's weird how you look oh, so yeah. much like so and 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 it never comes up. Like never, no names are said. And you know it's Dutch. Yeah, because it's the same actress. Yeah. So. They're sisters. They have to be sisters, yeah. or clones of each other. Which is and I like this. Really cool. I like the premise where of this show or of this podcast that we have, where this actually adds more, like providence to this, um, this like the the, the cliffhanger because yeah. we don't know if like what's going to happen. Yeah, and we this, may not know for years. But this is a show that normally I wouldn't give the time to because it was a sci-fi original, and now after watching one episode again, it goes back to the premise of our show. It's going to draw me in. Like, I want to mm-hmm. actually go back and kind of binge I this. I want to know where this, like... Yeah, and it's only... What are these two going to do? How, what, you know... When are the sparks going to fly for these two? What, who, where do they come from? Yeah. So, this is where the premise of our podcast shines. Like, yeah. I really like where we're at right now. Yeah, and this with is... this episode. This is a show that there's 22 episodes before this one. So if you had in summer, so there's really nothing good on besides Preacher and Game of Thrones and stuff like that, you can binge watch it, sit down, watch it for a week, week or two, and now you're caught up and you have a good show to watch. So I'm I'm really excited for it. Um, this was a, a good episode. I put this above Falling Skies, and it's and we watched this like right after we recorded our last episode. We're like, wow, yeah. this was, and. Uh, maybe because we're so downtrodden from Falling Skies. Yeah. And it, it seems like, hey, we're beating Falling Skies up, but... I think this was probably my f- favorite episode to watch so far. So far, yeah. I put it above Doctor Who. Doctor Who is so vast and yeah. big, and, and there's so much to include. But this was like, by itself, this is what we're like. you're hoping for, is to yeah. get a bunch of like episodes that are good to watch by themselves... With very little like outside, or you know, you don't need to watch yep. the twenty-two other episodes to and, get to the. And it was truly a space show. Yeah, like we were set in space. There wasn't. We weren't in a made-up Turkmenistan. You know, uh, we we were in ships or and, inundated by seven different aliens. Yeah, the only so. addition I would have had added to this would have been Matt Lucas because he makes everything better. <laughs> but this is a show. This is a show that I recommend. This is an episode that if you haven't seen it, go back and see it. Because I liked it, you liked it, obviously. Yeah, I did. I and now knowing that I like this series, I'm going to have to wait. Like, like I said, I you know, I'm going to stay true to the podcast. I'm only going to watch what needs to be watched. Yep. But this was this is definitely something I would put on my list of things to watch because I'm it was, 37 treat? years old with three kids. I need to make list of things to watch. Yeah. To you're like you're like Captain America in Civil War when, or not in Winter Soldier yeah, when he comes back. My, uh, yeah, out of my my notebook. But from that point, from the Killjoys episode of Mission Three, we're going to go into Mission Four and find out what we're going to what we're going to watch, and we'll go to our Wheel of Galaxies, hoping <laughs> for a heavy hitter, not something small. And we got we got one Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Nice. And this is your bread and butter. This is probably okay. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, no, Deep Space Nine is probably the best Star Trek. Okay. It doesn't mean it's it's my favorite Star Trek, but it is probably because like they were getting everything right by the time these and they were spending all the money. They stopped spending money on uh, 
the next generation by yeah. the time Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine was taking up all the money, all the effects, everything. Like it was filled on the same lot. So, but yeah. they were pushing all their money and their time and their effort and writers over to Deep Space Nine. Well, seven seven seasons, one hundred and seventy six episodes. It speaks right. for itself that this is a great franchise, and yeah. we're going to find out what season we're going to watch right now. All right, season seven. Ooh. So the last season. And right in the midst of the war? I have not seen really any of Deep Space Nine. Um, so this is going to... This was a... This came out, what, early 90s? Can't. Started in 93, ended in 99. Okay, I was watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer back then. <laughs> I, which I, crazily enough, never seen. Oh, God. I was... I was watching Star Trek. That was uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> Episode number 10. Okay. Uh, it's only a paper moon. All right, so we're doing Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Season 7, Episode 10. It's only a paper moon right. for Mission Number 4. I'm excited. This is a heavy hitter. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna, real excited. You're going you're gonna to geek out for sure, <laughs> and I'm just going to stand back in, in awe of this. In, in all seriousness, I, I, or seriousness, sorry. It's all right. I'll cut it. I could do the episode now. <laughs> oh, I, you need me for this one, too. Well, no, you really don't, but... I would like to participate in this one too. No, I mean like. Yeah, because you know it. Yeah, this is one of the few, one of the ones I do know. So. Well, we'll be back in a week with our next mission. But before we even get into that, uh, this episode had to do with solar flares and stuff like that. So on August twenty first, there's going to be a total solar eclipse in the United States. So if you're not listening, United States, just fast forward to the plugs. If you want to know more on where you can view it, if it's in your area, it's eclipse2017.nasa.gov. So you can find out more and, about uh, that. Speaking on that, go get a check out all the observatories because yeah. I know the the local observatory here, Rowan. Uh, my girlfriend's going to be going there, and she's going to be helping people. She's going to be like volunteering there. Nice. All the observatories, for a fee, you can come in and watch it from there. They're going to give you glasses. And go on uh, Amazon and pick up a yeah. pair of like, uh, 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 glasses. All and go, flare glasses. go look at the stars, goddammit. They're up there for, <laughs> for a reason. Or, or not solar flare glasses. Um, solar eclipse, eclipse glasses. glasses yeah. so. Because it's going to be awesome. I can't wait for it. Um, August 21st, I'm going to mark it on my calendar. Um, and that just leads us to the plugs and where we're at, Tom. So we are on Facebook and Instagram at Galaxy Wars Podcast. We are on Twitter at the Grays, T H E G R Y S, and we are on SoundCloud, the Galaxy Wars podcast, and we are now on Apple Podcasts. Episodes one and two, and Mission Three will be up on Apple Podcasts on whenever we post them, and you can find us at the Galaxy Wars there. And if you like all comics and movies and geek stuff like that, you can listen to the Active Geek podcast um, every Wednesday on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And uh, that's all we have. Just remember, bitches gone bitch. See ya. (laughs) Thanks.